You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Living in holiness. Well, our first holiness message, uh, we answered some some questions, following questions about uh, the how-tos of holiness and where does it come from. what is holiness? Where does it come from? We learn that God is holy. He is holy. He is holiness. And that is where our holiness comes from. It comes from none other. When we turn from our sin and follow him and we believe in Jesus and we call on the name of Jesus, holiness becomes us because that is God. He dwells in us. We learn that we're set apart um, and that we're not to be separate from people, separate from sin, but not separate from people. And we are called to be a beacon of light. Amen. Um, we learned that God has called us to holiness. 1 Thessalonians 4, 7. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. That's what he's called us to. We learned to develop our holiness through obedience. Who loves that? Amen. 1 Peter 1, 14 to 16. Don't be conformed to your former desires, those that shaped you when you were ignorant, but as obedient children. In our obedience, we follow Jesus. In our obedience, we turn from our old life. You must be holy in every aspect of your lives, just as the one who called you is holy. It is written, this is from Leviticus, it is written, you will be holy because I am holy. Amen. That is your promise. That is your inheritance. You don't have to do anything for it. You responded to Jesus. You turned from your sin and all of the sudden, As he is holy, you have been made holy. What an inheritance for each of us, amen? What an inheritance. Our response to holiness is meant to be obedience. It's meant to be obedience. Our commitment to turn from our old sinful ways, to proactively throw off the former desires and choose to be holy as God calls us to be, amen? So today we're going to focus a little bit further about, we're going to be talking about living in holiness, Because it's one thing to know where your holiness comes from. It's one thing to know that you've been called to be holy. But how do I live in this on a regular, everyday basis? You know, I truly believe that God has called each and every single one of us to live in the victory of holiness. Not just be thankful and grateful that God has given us holiness, but live in the victory of holiness Even more so, as he's called you to live in the victory of holiness, he definitely hasn't called you to live in the place of guilt for not measuring up to what you perceive your holiness is meant to be. Guilt was taken to the cross, amen. That is not your cross to bear. Jesus bore that at the cross, amen. Jesus bore guilt and shame and condemnation at the cross. So it's really important before we... Before we start, I just want to reconvey to you that it's not in your own ability or in your own nature that you were made holy in the first place. It was in and through Jesus. 2 Timothy 1 verse 9. He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we've done, but because of his purpose and grace. This grace was given in us Uh, given given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. This grace, this holiness, our salvation, it comes from him alone. Amen. Aren't you so grateful? 
that you don't have to do things to try and measure up to God's holiness? It's impossible anyway. But we, that we, like we're not getting up at like 4.30 a.m. and like going on prayer marches for three and a half hours and then taking a small break to have a sip of water and then going. Like this, we're not in this place where we're like, oh God, I, I'm doing this to be holy. No, I'm doing this because I love you. I'm spending time with you because I love you. I'm spending time with you because you loved me first. This is the grace and holiness that God has given to us. We come to this understanding that we've been made holy in the image of God and it, it calls upon us and beckons us to live in holiness, to activate holy ways. So what, what are holy ways? Well, simply the, the new biblical practice that woo us to be more like Jesus. Simple practice, and then we're going to get to some of these things, but you know, what are, what are some of the biblical practices? Well, we pray, we worship Him, we exercise kindness, we learn to display, display the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. <laughs> we're challenged by God to shed our old sin, our old conforming practices, and have our hearts lean towards the sensitivity of God and his will. And it's, it's, it's a complete heart, soul, and life change that he calls us to, beckons us to. So this passage of scripture I'm about to leave, it reconfirms that you have been called to live in holiness. Yes, you've been made holy, but you're called to live in holiness. 1 Peter 2 Verses 9 to 12. This is, this is in the Bible app this morning as well, so you can save these notes if you've got your Bible app. Starting at verse 9. But you are the ones chosen by God. This is God speaking directly to you right now. But you are the ones chosen by God. God chose you. Chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Friends, this world is not your home, so do not make yourselves cozy in it. Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. Live an exemplary life in your neighborhood so that your actions will refute their prejudices. Then they'll be won over to God's side and they'll be there to join in the celebration when he arrives. Preconceptions. And we talk about prejudice. People being, have preconceptions about you. Biases about God. Biases about Christianity. Intolerances towards Christianity. Bigotry towards people who say that they're a follower of Jesus. Discriminations towards God and you. Live an exemplary life, amen so that they don't activate those thoughts and feelings. We're going to go through some of, some of these things today out of that passage of Scripture. But I want to confirm who you are today and how you're called to live actively in holiness. So we, re, we reconfirm that you are the ones chosen by God. Has anyone ever played sport at school? And... The phys ed teacher, in all of their wisdom, appoints two captains who are often the, most, often the most athletic people in the whole world. <laughs> and then they line the whole class up in a line, 
just imagine it. Like, imagine you're the class right now. I'm like, playing basketball. I pick Trent. And then you get down to like, you're the last person and they're like, oh, I guess I'll have you. We've all been there, right? Or we've seen it happen to someone. Or we've been the person choosing people. You are the ones chosen by God. You weren't last on the line. You didn't get chosen because you're the best at basketball. He chose you because he loved you. He chose you because he wanted to restore you. He chose you because he wanted to redeem you. But what did he choose you for? Well, the next part is you're chosen for the high calling of priestly work. Does that mean I'm called to be a pastor? No, not necessarily. Because being a pastor is a, like, a ministry gift. Three quarters of the people in the room, thank God for that. <laughs> Chosen for the high calling of priestly work. Well, what is that? It's ministering worship to God. And then loving others as you love yourself. That, that's a priestly calling. Everything else comes out of those things, amen. What's the next thing? It says that you're chosen to be a holy people. You are chosen to be a holy people. So you're not trying to go out of your way to be like fake holy. No, no. He chose you as a holy people. You're chosen to be a holy people. He's made you holy. So I don't have to do anything else to be more holy. You are as holy as you're ever going to get. But my actions don't necessarily add up to that. Well, people, it's time to live in holiness. It's time to activate living in holiness. Next part says you're God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him. So living in holiness is being open to do his work. If you're living in holiness, you're like, I'm choosing to be open to do his work and speak out for him. How do we speak out for him? We've got friends and family who are going through, through tough times. Th- that is your moment. You know someone who can help with that. You know someone who can help with them in the midst of their need. Yes, you can come alongside them and offer emotional support, and, and, but you can also offer prayer for them. I know someone who can help with that. Would you like me to offer some prayers on your behalf? You'd be surprised when someone is in the worst of worst places when you say to them, would you like me to pray for you? It doesn't have to be right now if you like, have anxiety and you're in the middle of the shopping center, but... I would like to pray for you every morning when I get up. Is that okay? You'd be surprised how many people are like, I would like that very much. This is your opportunity to speak out for him. What is his work? Serving others, loving others, ministering to the poor, being the hands and feet of Jesus in your family and your community and your church and your workplace. See, living, living in holiness is choosing not to be cozy in the indulgent trimmings of this world. Should I say overindulgent trimmings of this? Probably, probably. I'll change that later. See, choosing not to indulge your ego only to end up in the forfeiture of your soul. 
living in holiness, saying, I, I, ref, I refute that. And I, I want to follow the ways of Jesus. Leave, living in holiness is choosing to live an exemplary life to others so that you make it easier for them to see Jesus. So we talk about prejudice or preconceptions or biases. No, no. Why are we living an exemplary life in our street? Why are we trying to keep good relationship with our neighbours? Because we want to make it easier for them to see Jesus. Not just to be kind or be well thought of in the street. I mean, not that it's bad to be well thought of in the street, right? But I want, them to, I want it to be easier for people to see Jesus, amen? This is living in holiness. Living in holiness makes sure that we don't confirm the biases that Christians are weird, pushy, fake, pious, and selfish. No, living in holiness allows people to see the picture of Jesus working with us. Am I perfect? No, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first person after my wife to let you know that I am certainly not all the way there yet. But I'm on my way. You are on your way. You're a work in progress. Living in holiness causes you to ask yourself, is there any part of my life that could be more like Jesus? And when the answer is yes, we proactively turn our backs on religious behaviours and learnt behaviours to pursue the ways of Christ. Amen. So maybe... Maybe you haven't asked yourself that question yet. Well, can I encourage you? It's time. It is time to ask yourself the question. Is there any part of my life that could be more like Jesus? And if the answer is yes, well, it's time. It's time to proactively turn your back on religious behaviours, learn behaviours, and pursue the ways of Jesus Christ. Let me elaborate. I think it's only fair for me to elaborate what this might look like your situation could end up looking different to the one I'm about to talk about. But God will put his finger on things and he will call you to live in holiness. So I elaborate with this. There are, there are moments that call you to live in holiness beyond what you have done before. Some of you will, I, I've had one of those moments. Jesus has taken me through one of those moments. But I say this, that these moments come for all of us. These moments come for all of us. In the, in the middle of the great shutdown, that's what I'm choosing to call it now. In the middle of the great shutdown, the, the devil tried to come and visit our house to steal, kill and destroy our family. It was, from my point of view, completely and utterly gut-wrenching. It was like a pain that I had personally never, ever felt in my life ever before in this moment. It caused me to question parts of myself, parts that I had already rendered to God for redemption. But in this moment, it felt like I had done no work on living holy. It felt like, amen. We know, I know it's not true, but it felt like in that moment. It was a moment of re-rendering those parts of myself to the Lord. Had I, had I done some work with Jesus in these areas? Absolutely. Yes, sir, I had done some, some work on that. I had sat with the Lord. I had sat with a Christian counselor earlier on in life. But it was the next moment that needed to come. It was confronting, amen. 
It was the most vulnerable and raw place that I had ever been in in my life. Can I encourage you this morning, folks? None of us are exempt from these moments. If you're trying to get through life being exempt for these moments, there are things in your life that are going to hound you and plague you all the way through your walk with God. He needs to redeem these moments so that you can be free of these things, so that your family can walk in the goodness of God. Amen. So we all come to this place where we have to cross the great divide of having our spirits, our souls, our minds, our emotions refined and renewed by Jesus. We each have this opportunity to to render our unholy conformed ways, our thought processes, our behaviors, the things we've learned in our younger years and perfected as young adults and adults. There are moments when we must come before God in obedience for correction. This is what it takes to live in holiness. See, for me, it was a great, of work, a great awakening of learning how to show and speak my love to my family, to my wife, to my children, in a way that was more biblical than the practices of my youth. more biblical than the practices of my youth. Can I encourage you? If there are practices right now that you learnt in your youth and you perfected as a young adult and adult, it's time to learn more biblical practices so that you can live and walk in holiness. Who will benefit? You will first and foremost. Your relationship with God, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your children, your family members, they will benefit as you render these things to God and say, I can't carry these unholy practices any longer. See, God calls upon us to live in holiness, to be activated in holiness, to to turn our backs on dysfunction. Why do most of us put 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 it off? Well, it's quite as simple as this, because it's confrontational and uncomfortable. It's that simple. It's like, oh, I don't like those feelings. I don't like that confrontation of having to have that conversation with my family members to let them know that I've been wrong and that I need to be a bit better. It calls on us to challenge the disconnect that may be in us. Challenge the disconnect of where we're called to be and where we actually know we're meant to be, both in the way that we think and also our spirituality at times as well. Maybe, we out, maybe our spirituality has been religious practices rather than a direct connection with God the Father. Amen. So, living in holiness. Let's look at one more passage of the scripture this morning. Romans 12, 9 to 21. I want to encourage you, if you're, if you're looking to any scripture to guide you, living in holiness, this is a, this is a good passage It's good because it's God's word, but it's also good because it's relevant to this morning's message as well. Verse 9. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. 
Rejoice in hope. Be patient with tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in our own sight. Repay no one with evil for evil, but give give thought to do what is honourable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for, for it is written, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Verse 21, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. If you're looking this morning for some things that you might activate to live in holiness, let your love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honour. Don't be slothful in your zeal, zeal for God, zeal for his house. Be fervent in spirit. Be faithful in spirit. Be fervent. Be proactive in spirit. Serve the Lord. Can I encourage you? For each every single one of us as followers of Jesus, if we're truly following him, we're truly looking for ways to serve the kingdom of God. We, we, we are. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. If you're looking for ways to live in holiness today, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. If you're looking for ways to live in holiness today, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. What's do not be haughty? It's like that pious attitude where it's like, I'm saved and you're not. I'm going to heaven and you're not. It's like that is just not even the heart of the Father, right? The heart of the Father's like, I see someone who is struggling, going through a harder time, their family's falling apart. It's like, I, I, I need to be in the moment. I need to be standing with them. I need to let them know that God can intervene. First to intervene in their life, but intervene in what's happening as well. You know, the first holiness message we talked about that was set apart from sin, but not set apart from people. This passage of scripture here, it, it hit me this week just as I was even preparing. It's like, don't be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Oh, we're called to be set apart from sin. But we're called to associate with anybody else who's doing it tough, whether it's tough in sin, tough in things that are happening in the family with sickness and health. We are called to associate and bring the hope and holiness of Jesus into those moments. Amen. Now, clarification. Is the very people that you're called to uh, caught up in the very things that you were struggling with before salvation, then don't go by yourself. Like going down to the local betting place, if that's been your thing, well, no. No. If like drinking's been your thing, I'd say 
outreaching to people in the bar by yourself is probably like, you know, you'll get there one day, but it might be wise to maybe meet them outside or take a friend. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? Associate with people. You've been saved from things. They need to be saved from things. Associate with people. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one with evil for evil. If it's possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So am I saying that you have to tick all of these things off your list every day to live in holiness? That's not what I'm saying today. It's not what I'm saying at all. But it is a holiness that we're called to walk towards, yes. We should be going, it's like, I, I want to be able to walk through my Christian walk as a follower of Jesus and eventually get to the place where I go over and look at this list again. I'm like, geez, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting close. Getting close to activating the ways of Jesus and living in holiness on a daily basis. Can I encourage you to start with one? From this passage of Scripture, some of you are just like, does that mean I've got homework this week? You, you, you could hear the air suck out of the room. It's like Romans 12, 19 to 21. This week, this is your homework. I want you to read it. You want to, you want to be reminded of the holiness that you need to live in? Well, we need to read it. We need to be reminded of the holiness that we're called to outwork on a daily basis. So for some of us, though, we, we hear that and we're like, I hear what you're saying and I love that that's the ways of Jesus and I would love to be there. But how do I do this when I feel that my weaknesses are too big? When my challenges are too big? 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 says, Each time he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. In our own ability, in our own strength, we could never fulfill every single one of those things. Why? Because these are the ways of Jesus. This is the, these are the ways of God. This is His holiness. But if we acknowledge the fact that, yes, I have weaknesses, Yes, there are things that I'm not always good at. Yes, there are, there are moments where I don't always look my best. But I take that to Jesus and I acknowledge my weakness. So I cannot do this on my own. But through your grace, let your strength empower me. Let your strength empower me to live and walk in holiness on a daily basis. God's grace is sufficient for you to, to work towards the holiness in these scriptures. See, in our weakness, He proves His grace. He proves His favour. He proves His faithfulness. He proves His perfect will for us. This is when the power of Christ works through us and in us. Amen. So we acknowledge in the natural. And there's, I just want to encourage you today, if this is relevant to you, acknowledge in the natural this morning that there are parts of yourself. So God, I, there are weaknesses. I think to be truthful this morning it's probably a prayer that we all need to utter <laughs> it's like none of, none of us have got it all like sorted but through his grace 
and choosing to live in obedience. Why do I say this? Well, if not today, when? If not today, when? Today is a good day to enter into the grace and acknowledgement of our weaknesses and be released in the power of God. God wants to minister today. Can I just encourage everyone to stand this morning? Just as we're coming to the end. God wants to minister to hearts today. Just close your eyes for a moment. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I'm just going to pray some things over us as a church this morning. As you as an individual who follows Jesus, going to pray some things over you today. Holy Spirit. God, I just pray for an impartation of faith to be released into people's hearts right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. Impartation of faith to to walk and live in holiness, Father God. To, for those this morning, Father God, who are, who are seeking healing, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, let there be an impartation of healing right now in Jesus' name. To hearts that have been hurt, to hearts that are carrying burdens, to hearts that are carrying a weight in Jesus' name right now, Father God. Let the healing, anointing oil of the Spirit of God begin to pour upon them. Let it be like a soothing balm to their spirit, Jesus. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, for those that are in a place where they find themselves needing to repent of sin this morning, Father God, this is a safe place where you want to meet them today, Father God. As they turn from their ways, and choose to follow you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, for each and every single one of us, we, we come be, humbly come before you right now, Father God, and we, we, we pray we're, we're committing to, to live in your holiness, Lord Jesus. It would, it's no greater honour than to choose to live and be like Jesus. Holy Spirit, God, I pray that there will be a, a passion inside of us to seek peace, to live peaceably, Father God to seek your heart, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, empower us to bring peace to others. Not just to keep the peace, but to bring the Prince of Peace, Father God. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. If you want a fresh impartation from God this morning, if you can, can I invite you to lift your hands to Jesus? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit with our hands lifted before you this morning, Father God. God, we pray let your spirit overflow in this place this morning, Lord Jesus. For a fresh impartation of your Holy Spirit. For an empowerment of your Holy Spirit. Strengthening our hearts and strengthening our minds in you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we say come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and minister. Come, Holy Spirit, and refresh. Come, Holy Spirit, and breathe a renewing breath of God. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Can I just, in, just invite you this morning just to utter those words to Him? Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Fresh impartation of your spirit this morning, Father God. 
We want a fresh wind of your spirit, Jesus. A fresh wind of your spirit to fill our sails, Holy Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. For every individual that those words are speaking to this morning. This is this is this is God's word into your spirit right now. If the Spirit of God dwells within you, liberty and freedom dwells within you. But I feel so bound. I understand circumstances can can leave us feeling bound. But the truth this morning is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom is in your spirit. Freedom is in your spirit. Freedom is in your heart. Holy Spirit, I pray for every single person that that is ministering to right now, that that even in this very moment, we speak to the circumstances, we speak to the situations. And in Jesus' powerful name, any name that exalts its name over the name of Jesus, any circumstance, any situation that exalts itself over the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. I need you to agree with me this morning, church, where two or three are gathered in His name. In Jesus' name, we pull down those thoughts, we pull down those sicknesses, And we say in Jesus' name, let healing be released in Jesus' name. Let restoration be released in Jesus' name. Let the Spirit of God overflow in the situation in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, Lord God, You are our God. You're our God and we worship You and we magnify You and we exalt You and we bless the name of Jesus. You are worthy of praise and we give You praise this morning, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we leave this place empowered by Your Spirit, overcomers, living in holiness and walking in victory in Jesus' powerful Name. There is a spring in our step that comes from You, Jesus. There is a spring in our spirit that comes from You, Jesus. And we carry it and we choose to activate it in Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. In a moment, we're going to finish the service, but uh, every week we do this. I don't know who's in the room. Every week we do this because I don't know who's online. But this is what we need to do this morning. If you don't know Jesus personally, I've spoken this morning about living in holiness, the pathway, the doorway, the gateway to living in holiness is coming into relationship with God through Jesus first. God loves you, sent His Son for you. His Son went to the cross, was buried and rose again on the third day for one reason alone, so that humanity, you and I, could be restored back to Jesus in relationship and not be bound by sin anymore. Amen. So if that's you this morning, I'm going to invite the church is going to pray a prayer, but I'm going to invite you to pray the prayer after me as well. If you're online now at a later time, pray this prayer from your heart. Amen. Let's pray. Dear God, 
I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on a cross, to be buried, to rise again on the third day for the forgiveness of my sin. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you did these things. I repent of my sin. I turn from my ways and I surrender to you. From this day on, I am holy as you have made me holy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.